This is Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 195, Back on Track, Giving the Gift of Safety and Well-Being. Recorded on December 12, 2019. Brought to you in part by Ponsai Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous monthly support. Thank you for that support. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belbar. This episode will include... Away in a Manger, Diana's Weekend Experiences. A further update on Quarter Horse Tim. An interview with Heather Weatherly and her inspiring 4-H children. Exclusive content highlights. And that's pretty much it. So, Diane, <laughs> I we have another short episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sylvia, we have another episode this week. So, hey, I'm impressed. Well, you know, it hasn't been easy to get together, that's for sure. And uh, as I recall from last episode, you were participating in some fun Christmas and holiday type stuff last weekend, right? Yes, indeed. And with just the right amount of snow to make it truly Christmassy. Well, I really want to hear all about it. <laughs> well, so I mentioned Christmas in the Country. Right. It's an annual event in the south side on the south side of Strathcona County. Mm-hmm. So seven communities take part. And what they do is have a community craft sale, which focuses on handcrafted items. Right. And I along remember. with the crafts, mm. they also have entertainment. So live music, sleigh rides, bonfires, food, Santa Claus. That stuff I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed taking part in something like that one year, some time ago. And we drove all over the county and saw parts of the county we had never seen before. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. true. Yeah. People get in their cars and go from venue to venue. But the county also organizes busloads of people to come out from Sherwood Park into the country. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember the buses being available when we took part. So it must be new. How long has this been going on? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think the first year there wasn't any buses. So it's only been about year five now, I Mm. think. And it just keeps getting bigger and better. So they started, you know, with... One, then two, and three, and (laughs) now they have four buses. Well, that's great. And some venues get two, and some venues get three, but Monistic gets all four, because nobody wants to miss Monistic. That's really great (laughs) to hear. So what do you think makes it so popular? It's not everyone who braves the cold for a bus ride to the country. (laughs) Right. And uh, when they do get on that bus, they all want to stop at Monistic Church. Oh, uh, well, and I'm thinking it could be the free food. So, <laughs> food you know, attracts a lot yeah, of people. <laughs> it's, it is the the one venue that, I mean, really, it's not just popcorn or, or yeah. you know, things like that. It's pulled pork buns mm. and homemade baking and, yeah, hot chocolate and cider, apple oh. cider. You know, not very, the alcoholic kind. N- but, yeah, no, very mm-hmm. traditionally Christmas type stuff. Yeah, so it sounds yeah. really yummy. Yeah, but really I think it's the live nativity that brings them out. Well, so last time you mentioned, uh, like in our last episode, that your animals were going to be part of the nativity scene. But I was thinking that it was more of a vignette. So this was live? Oh, yeah. Oh. So there's volunteers and lots of them are kids. So it's really cute. Mm -hmm. They dress up and they reenact the nativity scene. Right. right? So Mary and Joseph and (laughs) angels and shepherds and wise men and the animals. All right. Well, that would be popular all on its own for sure. Yeah. But they aren't just there, um, you know, being 
decor, mm-hmm. right? They actually take part in the play. Mm-hmm. So this year it was mainly my animals, and, and there were some chickens in a cage. They were very cute. Oh, yeah. But other years I've just brought over my donkey, a couple of sheep. But this year they actually asked me to bring the camel. <laughs> the camel, yes. So they used to have someone bring a camel all the time. Of course, that camel was a horse dressed up as a camel. Was and it? It wasn't like a llama? or wasn't no, no. A, yeah, it was okay. a horse. Mm-hmm. And, and But they didn't have it last year, and apparently it was sadly missed. Oh, dear. So, yeah. So anyway. So you brought the camel. Yes, so I brought the camel. (laughs) And Pepper, my dark bay pony, made a perfect camel. So my mother and I found a perfect match in fake fur. Mm-hmm. For her fur. <laughs> not quite as long. Not quite as long as her fur. Okay. And spent three hours the night before putting together a hump <laughs> that wouldn't fall off the saddle right. that, you know, we fastened it to. Yeah. And we covered it with the fake fur. <laughs> and then it was cool. Someone had given me some Arabian horse costumes. Right. You know, with the yeah, yeah, fancy headdress and, and the tassels cool. and the bright colors. And I thought, I'll never use this. <laughs> Right, but honestly, it was perfect, yeah. just perfect Aww. for the camel. Yeah, and, and then I had to make fake toes too because oh. you know, I mean, camels don't have hooves; they have <laughs> yes. Oh, Diana, that's so toes. great. You can be so detail oriented <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that; it just kills me. Yeah, and then at the last minute, we took Pepper's best friend, Tiny, mm-hmm. miniature horse, right? Yeah, and mostly miniature horse, yeah. and made her into a baby camel. Oh, that's so adorable. I bet Pepper really enjoyed having her friend there. (laughs) You know, you posted some pictures to our Equine Podcast Companion Facebook group, right? Yeah. Well, with your prompting, because, you know, I thank you. I always forget. I, you know, I do too. You're not alone in that. And I kick myself after. I think, oh, I could have taken a video of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's really hard to remember. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm so glad that you had an opportunity to do that. Yeah. So, you know, what you see on Facebook, though, is not the interaction with the animals and the actors and and the crowd of spectators. And So what you're really saying is you needed to take some video. Yeah, well, we, we, did, we did take video. Oh, it's just harder just, to put that You up. didn't post that. No, okay. I, I didn't post it. Yeah. Anyway, I was so proud of my animal buddies that they played their parts perfectly. Mm-hmm. And i got to say... <laughs> the donkey is not very well halter broke. Oh, okay. He, he, he tends to go where he wants and where to he go. Where he wants to go. Right? <laughs> you know, we just don't spend enough time with him. Yeah. But he's very kind. Yeah. Right? And, he, and he's very gentle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sheep, we could barely catch the sheep that morning. Oh, my goodness. I mean, goodness. we finally had to, like, you know, lunge at her and grab her and mm-hmm. drag her mm-hmm. off, right? But once they got there, they were like <laughs> different animals, I well, tell you. That's really so, great. Anyway. There was, they were shell-shocked. There was so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, but you know what? They honestly enjoy it, right? Uh-huh. Once they get there, they go, oh. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, the sheep knew exactly what she was doing getting in the trailer. Ponies, no problem getting in the trailer. Donkey, we had to pick him up and put him in. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think he doesn't like to load, and he doesn't like to unload. Mm. So we just pick him up and take him out. So, you know, <laughs> well, he's not he's not a full-size donkey. No, he's just a miniature. Yeah, 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 that's true. But I got to say, you know, they actually have to come in at their respective times in the play with Mm -hmm. their their actors Mm -hmm. and take their places with Mm -hmm. the other actors and then stand quietly as the play progresses. Wow. Right? So it's pretty pretty funny. And Ferky, I got to say, she was the star. My, My little, yeah. She stuck like glue to her little shepherds. Oh, okay. So even when the narrator, you know, said, 
And the shepherds quaked with fear. And then he repeats for the second time, and they really were afraid. Uh And they all lunge at her and jump down beside her and, you know, throw her arms around her. Dramatic acting. (laughs) So pretty. And and she just stands there. Yeah. Right? And just totally unflappable. And then he says, and then they hurried to Bethlehem. And then he says again, hurried to Bethlehem. So they all have to run. To the stable. Yeah. Right? And she runs with them to the stable, and then they all slam on the brakes, and then she has to stand there quietly. So, Fergie, that's your sheep. That's That's my sheep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, anyway, they ran through the play for each of the buses, each of the four buses, and in between as well. So, I think there were seven times that they went through that. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Anyway. That's pretty remarkable. You know, they must have really enjoyed their roles. And in between. With crowds of up to 50 people. Wow. <laughs> and lots of nice, I mean, children running and laughing and shrieking. And the bus is driving up right up to the door mm. because they're letting off people that are, are handicapped yeah, too. Yeah. And then, of course, the bus is like, neat, 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 oh, neat. Geez. And it lowers to the ground. And wow. Diesel fumes and the, and the bonfire crackling and... Honestly, through it all, they just stood to be petted and photographed, you know, and it was pretty nice out. It was like minus 10. Oh, which is 14 degrees Fahrenheit for American listeners. Yeah, Yeah. but it's, yeah, I mean, it's still chilly. But with, you know, with snow. Yeah. And just a light wind. Yeah, which can make it even colder. (laughs) But we were outside for the entire six hours. That's a long time. I think we went in for half an hour and that was a mistake. Oh, because we actually warmed up. Yeah, and then got tired. And then probably. we were cold. And then yeah. we were cold coming out. But, yeah, um, yeah. So I was entirely surprised to hear my young volunteer that I took with me say, "That was so much fun. Can we do this again next year?" <laughs> right? And she wasn't even over this year yet. I'm thinking it's kind of like a toothache. A toothache. You you agree to do it again because you forget it hurts so bad. <laughs> But, um, yeah, anyway, next year, bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I really am thinking we should teach the, the camels <laughs> to bow. Oh. Because all the wise men go up and bow. Oh. And I was thinking, oh, man, would it ever be cute if yeah. the camels could bow, too. So some liberty work or, mm. or kind of like some trick uh, some trick, trick stuff time. or some yoga, yeah, like yeah. what I'm doing with uh, Tim. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good goal and, and lots of fun. Yeah. yeah. Next year. Well, maybe I can start get, now. Maybe I can get to that next year. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to teach them to, if you're going to teach them to bow, you'll want to start now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess if I'm if I want to make it there next year, I better put it on my calendar now. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, for now, I'm thinking this is probably a good place to sneak in a little Tim update. Okay. Yep. Your turn. <laughs> I want to hear this. So I'm still mostly pleased with Tim the Quarter Horse's progress. I've been trotting him a little bit more, but just four circles both directions and sometimes I wonder if that's too much you know I'm watching and I'm thinking and evaluating so it's about the best I can do until our next visit from the equine chiropractor I guess mm, such a concern you have to never know how much is, how much is too much well no it, it really is a concern you don't know how much is too much and I just don't want to set him back because it'll draw out this agonizing process a little <laughs> too long and I, I guess you know some of our listeners might think I'm being dramatic but really if you've ever had to go out in minus 15 it was the last couple of days which is five degrees fahrenheit 
but especially with a, bree- a breeze, it drops it another 10 yeah. degrees, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a real challenge to deal with the cold, regardless of whether you're dressed for it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get worse because winter is officially here this weekend. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then of course, there's the ice. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I just actually don't take them out of the pen if there's ice. I I just don't. So, but we've been, I've been really lucky for the last week and a half. It's It's been been pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Anyway, I added a new stretch to his routine, and it's really quite popular with him. Oh, really? (laughs) Which stretch is that? Are these are from... These that are book? these are from the Activate Your Horses Core book, right. and I've asked for one for Christmas, so you might get yours back. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a longitudinal neck stretch. So I hold a carrot from underneath him between his legs to his chest, and in seeking out the carrot, he tucks his chin to his chest. Okay, yes, and I, I remember I, that one. Yeah, I try to get him to hold the stretch for a few seconds, but he really wants that carrot, right? Mm-hmm. And then I move the carrot down, so he has to stretch down and put his head and neck between his front legs, and I do that from both sides. Mm-hmm. And and then this is really quite difficult with only one person. I move to the front and get him to reach forward with his head and neck to stretch out, but he really mostly wants to move out his front feet to get closer yeah. to the carrot. Yeah, that's so a tough one. It is yeah. really a tough one, but... Um, you know, I think it's just really good for him, and so far he's doing well. And yeah, yeah. it's attention. Hmm? So it's attention too. So that's good. And yeah. you know, I just want to say, I was over there the other day at uh, at uh, Gary's and, mm-hmm. and Pat's, and I saw Firefly mm-hmm. in with the other babies. Yeah, she's not that much smaller than the other <laughs> no. babies. I'm surprised that's, that's because she's younger than that, they are. That's what Gary's been saying. Well, yeah. she's only younger than one of them. The other two were born after her. Really? Yeah. Because she was so. a late baby herself. Uh, yeah, maybe two were born before her and one was born after. But, yeah. I mean, that's what Gary said. She's not that much smaller than the uh, No, and she's holding her own. Definitely. So oh, she's I'm, definitely yeah, holding her own. I'm, she's a boss mare. I'm just so glad that she's in with other babies. She's learning <laughs> to be am. a horse. Yes, yeah. I am really Very glad. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so who have we got to interview with okay. now? So I decided to save our last two interviews from the main event in Chilliwack and do this one with Heather Weatherly and her kids. Remember we met them at the farm fair in November? I do. That that was the family that um, does the bucking stock. Yeah, they raise Reads the bucking them. stock. Yeah. I know. We've never met anybody who actually no, does that. We should have talked cool. more about that. We'll have to go out there and see them. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought if people were thinking of gifting helmets at this time of year, it might be nice to hear this interview. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah. So um, this interview does sort of do a double duty because Heather is a 4-H leader, so she really promotes 4-H. And she's a helmet advocate as well. Right, and I love I love that she let the kids lead the presentation. Yeah, they they did do that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we should talk a little bit about the presentation that they gave at Farm Fair because they... um, Yeah, because this is the interview itself. Yeah, they did the actual... um, you know, wrapping up the eggs and showing what happens when an egg drops mm-hmm, and when an mm-hmm. egg is, uh, and the, your, the egg simulates your brain mm-hmm. and whether it's protected or not. So, yeah. 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 Anyway, they did do a great job and, mm-hmm. and let's have a listen. You bet. 
Well, hi, it's Diana here with Sylvia, and we're at the Northlands Farm Fair 2019 in Edmonton, Alberta. And, oh my, we're here with three lovely young ladies who were here to talk about helmet safety and a particular new um, technology in helmets that they're going to tell you about. So we're going to let you uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about how you got into horses. Haley, would you like to start or am I starting? You're okay, starting. I'm starting. <laughs> I'm Jaina Weatherly, and I've been riding since pretty much the day I was born. I have so many pictures of me as a baby on horses and horses in general, and I've just kept going with it and just always have loved horses from the since forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my name's Haley Weatherly. Um, my story's about the same as Jaina's. Uh, I've been in horses since I could walk. Um, they've always been a very big part of my life. And I'm Heather Weatherly. I guess I started kind of the same thing um, on the family ranch and riding wherever we could. And now our family raises bucking horses and bucking bulls. So the kids, even though they have a very different approach to horses, they have both always been side by side with their horses. And Heather, your mom. You're the mom. I am the mom. There yeah. you go. <laughs> okay. Now, Heather, you are not only the mom, but you're also a 4-H leader. Absolutely. Yeah. We uh, have a little club out of Stettler, Alberta, and this year we have about 15 kids, and the girls have been... I am a huge 4-H advocate. I think the sooner that we can get kids involved in 4-H, the sooner that we have them involved in agriculture and involved in our community, and I think... I'll get on my soapbox like I always do. As far as 4-H goes, I would like to see them take on as many young members as possible. These girls started, um, they were actually 5 and 7 at the time, and we went, because I believed in 4-H so much, I put them in a drama club so that they have... They had the opportunity to learn public speaking before they could ever even think about being insecure about it. They just... It was always a fun activity for them, and so Jaina's first speech was a sentence and a picture and a sentence and a picture, and she gave her first probably, it was supposed to be a three-minute speech. I think she made it about four because, as you can tell, she's an ad-libber. So maybe this is a good segue into 4-H's. Yes. Actually, I wanted to point out that 4-H is not only for rural folks. Absolutely. It is also for urban folks. Yep. And that's where we were lucky. We are in, obviously, a rural setting, but we were lucky enough there was a drama club there at the time because the livestock clubs weren't taking them as young as I wanted my kids to be involved. And so the fact that there are hundreds of different kinds of clubs out there makes it accessible to anyone so anybody can approach a 4-H member and find out more information. Yeah, and, and so with ours, we've... I've found people in through summer camps, winter camps, anything that I can do. And I found out that there's actually like Rabbit 4-H. There's, you can do cooking, crafts. There's dog agility that we did for quite a while. Um, and you can pretty much, if there's something you want to do, you can do it in 4-H. Cool. What are the 4-H's? Oh, um, there's head, heart, health, and hands. 
And the hands indicates that you're helping in the community, yeah. right? And so I think that 4-H is just an awesome group to belong to, too. So um, now let's get to where you are today with talking about helmets. Can you talk a little bit about your advocacy with helmets, Heather? I am a strong believer that you have to decide what you are comfortable living with yourself. As a mother, are you okay? If something happened to them, can you live with the consequences if you didn't protect them the best you could? So when we put them in a car, we make sure that they have seatbelts on. We make sure that they're safe when they're crossing the street. We make sure that they don't do anything with unnecessary risk. So in my opinion, I truly believe that if we can find a way to prevent head injuries or at least lessen the severity of them, that we should do everything that we can to protect our children. We protect our, we tell our children to prepare for the what could be, you know, what can a horse do? They're unpredictable. They're over a thousand pounds, and we work with them. And if we work against them, there can be catastrophic consequences, right? So we teach them safety on the ground we teach them safety on the horse and if we can protect them every way we can i would like to protect my children every way i can and i hope that others feel the same and I think that one of the things that impresses me the most, Heather, is you don't only insist that your children and any children that come to ride on your property wear a helmet, you wear a helmet yourself. Can you talk to us about that? I do wear a helmet every... Well, I would like to say every time that I get on. That would be advantageous to be that perfect. I'm not. I do try to wear one absolutely. Every time I'm with my 4-H kids, I 100% wear one. And I should wear one every time I get on. There was uh, an example when we went to a gymkhana and one of my girls had forgot theirs, so I left mine in the trailer. That happened to be the day that my horse decided that she was going to leave me in the middle of the arena. We don't know when that day is going to happen, so every chance that we, again, can make sure that the brakes work on our car, we make sure that we have our seatbelt on, we make sure that we don't cross highways where there's no marked pedestrian crossing, Accidents can happen and we can get hit crossing the street, but we don't cross highways. We try to cross where it's safe. So it's kind of just looking at it the same from the same perspective is that we're trying to make sure that we do everything we can to prevent what can go wrong when the situation changes quickly. Right. Okay, so maybe, Jana, maybe you want to tell us about your incident without a helmet <laughs> well me i was coming home on the bus with my friends and we're we're all on the same bus and so we tried to see if i could go over to her place but we didn't get our parents called in time and so okay whatever i'll just ride over and so she asked her parents she said yes she called me and so i said okay i'm going up to catch my horse i'll be i'll call you when i'm saddled and ready to go and so i called her i grabbed my phone and I rode to her place because she lives just three miles away. It's not that far. And so I tied my horse up, and I decided not to wear a helmet that day because my ears were cold, and I wanted to wear a headband that covers my ears and my head, and it was really warm, and it was good. And so my horse took me over there. It was good. And so we started off by riding her her pony in the saddle. And so we're just riding our riding around we trotted around the barrels and we and we just messed around all day 
And then by the end of it, she takes the saddle off and... And I said, hey, could I hop on her bareback? And she goes, yeah, for sure. Get on. Let's go. And so I get on, and it's going good. And I think my back my or my hips or my something hit the wrong place in her back. And so she ducked, and then she bucked, and then I just lawn darted straight into the ground. Whoops. And so she, and so she asked if I was okay. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Nothing really hurt that bad. And so I don't, and after that, I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe mom can pick it up. <laughs> so then I got a phone call. I was at work three hours away from a very confused young girl who didn't know how her and her horse got to where they were. They were riding along the side of the highway to ride back the three miles to our house. And she was very confused and didn't remember her day and didn't remember how she got there. And I said, Jay, are you wearing your helmet? And she said, no, mom, I have the brown and and blue headband on. And she kept getting focused on the headband and she got focused on, I don't know how I got here. And so I got a hold of her father and her and her dad um, took the horse home. The interesting thing was the the barrel horse she was riding when they got home and her sister went to put the horse away that was the only time that horse got upset was when they took the horse away from Jaina because he wanted to protect his little girl mm. <laughs> so she she was taken to town um, and checked out by the emergency room doctor and of course had to miss school and then because she thought her ears were more important than her head <laughs> she then had to miss out on a month of riding which was torture and I'm, I still am not allowed to ride until this Tuesday, so I'm really excited. <laughs> and will you be wearing your helmet next time you get on? Uh, maybe, I guess. <laughs> okay, with a little more conviction. I guess I'm going to have to. <laughs> yeah. I guess I've learned my lesson, right? Yeah, yeah, there yes, it is. Okay, let's okay. hear from your older sister how she talks to people when they ask her about her wearing a helmet. Um, I try to say if, well, if people... Um, kind of in an accusatory way ask like why are you wearing a helmet we're just doing this or we're just doing that any moment is an opportune moment to land on your head or get hit in the head or for literally anything to happen so many people have gotten hurt on the old ranch horse or the pony or the two-year-old you know it's just walking back to the barn yeah just walking back to the barn literally anything can go wrong and if you can take one small precaution and and one small step towards being safe why wouldn't you right and i think i heard you say during the presentation that you consider yourself an advocate and you often tell people that um yeah i try to tell people that as much as possible i'm I'd like to go up to any, everybody and be like, hey, that's not the smartest plan. But <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work that no. way. Yeah. But you, but by wearing a helmet yourself, you advocate for yeah. wearing helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. No matter if we're at the town Jim Canna or at 4-H or somewhere that doesn't, that you're not required to wear a helmet, it's just safety. It's just something that if you do it every time, you won't forget. Yes, I totally agree. Now, I think this is a good segue, too, into the type of helmets that you wear and why. We choose to wear the back-on-track helmet 
as far as the we find them the most comfortable for one um we really appreciate the cool next technology we also really ac appreciate um the multiple impact protection that comes with the technology that comes with the helmets um, and the slip plane technology that helps protect the rotation of your brain because we all know that when we come off a horse it's very rare that we come off like a test pilot dummy and have a straight on impact we have that rotational force and so to f what I choose to further protect my girls is the back on track helmet and myself and you said it's multi-directional impact protection yes right and how does that work well the there's a plastic in the top that when you're spinning it's so the the inside kind of turns with you but it slows it down so it you don't turn as fast and the helmet doesn't turn as fast so that when you hit the ground you're not hitting it with as much force mm -hmm. because it slows it down right there. So a regular helmet is snug on your head, so if you land on your head and you spin, it grabs your head and twists your neck. Is that what, what we're thinking here? It's, it's the way the energy and the force, because your, your brain is essentially water and gel, right? Ah, so we want, mm -hmm. we want to slow down that rotational force of your brain as there it hits. Go. It's not necessarily... The neck. Your, yeah, mm -hmm. it's not your neck. It's, mm -hmm. it's the fact that within that, your, the, it's protecting your scalp mm -hmm. and your brain that mm -hmm. much more. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not that those helmets aren't snug. No. They are snug. They're, They're fit the same way other helmets are fit. Mm -hmm. But I think it's But there's just a, the slip plane... Yeah. Um, membrane that is inside of them mm -hmm. that helps to slow down that rotational force mm -hmm. yeah now you you talked about uh how to fit a helmet so you want to give us one we'll let uh okay. jana start with so, one so it's about so when you have your helmet you put the helmet on your head in a hairstyle that you would usually wear because if you don't have it in the way that you usually wear it it won't fit right because some people have ponytails, some people keep their hair down, some people braid it. It it really all depends. And so you just got to make sure that it really fits your head. And so you got to put two, it should be about two fingers above your eyebrows. And it should fit snug but not tight. Okay. And then you're going to want two fingers underneath your chin strap, uh, similar to how you would fit a like bridal chin strap and um really just making sure that the if you have the nylon ear pieces that they're the right shape for your face that they sit right on your face that they're not like obscuring your vision or back where it's useless to your helmet and that's one of the things you said you really like about the back on track helmet is the piece around the neck and coming to the front is actually a, a solid leather piece. Yeah, it's a solid le leather piece. It's got padding. It, um, it comes down farther on your, um, the back of your neck. And I feel like it covers that spot better than a helmet with just nylon earpieces. And just really comfortable. Yeah. yeah, and they are very styling too. I like the vents; it yeah. makes it helps to make them cool as yeah. well. And the vents keep your head nice and cool because in the summer, a lot of people's excuses are that the helmet gets too hot and too sweaty. <laughs> well, this fixes that because you got the air vents going through, so your head doesn't get sweaty and you don't get as hot as easy. 
and it's just it's easier (laughs) there's some with a little bling for you and some that are plain for mom yeah yeah cool why not have a little bit of bling bling (laughs) (laughs) awesome well ladies it was a great presentation that you did and thank you very much for taking the extra time with us Mm -hmm. well thank you yeah yeah thank you for having us yeah it's been great You know, I'm a helmet advocate, Diana, but I too have a picture of me taken recently when I didn't have a helmet on when I was in with the horses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of surprised me because I was showing people pictures and I was talking about helmet advocacy and (laughs) then they saw one. And then, no, I saw it and I pointed it out and I said, whoops, I said, I don't have a helmet on in there. And it was, I was in the stall with Sky and Firefly soon after Firefly was delivered and I just wasn't prepared. Yeah. Well, you know, I think people do well just to have helmets on even for riding. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we do promote putting your helmet on before you go to get your horse. And for one thing, it means you don't have to remember to put it on before you ride. And, and this is what often happens. Somebody goes, oh, and I forgot my helmet. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I'll remember next time. I'm just this once. Yeah. I, I'm not going to worry about it this time. Yeah. And, and you know, another time I had someone say to me, my only concussion happened when I was loading mm. a horse. And yeah, <laughs> that's actually a, you know, if, especially if you're in the trailer with them, dangerous yeah. place to be. Oh, it is. And, and I, even myself, I think years back, I was in the trailer loading a horse. I think it was unloading. Anyway, I got between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. gently. I mean, it wasn't a big, like a big crash or anything, but my glasses got broken because my glasses were just a little bit wider than my face. Mm. And when I got kind of (laughs) squished, it popped the glasses right in the middle. Right in the bridge. Boom, just broke the bridge. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I'd had a helmet on, that wouldn't have happened (laughs) because the helmet would have been wider than my glasses. Yeah, it would have taken care of your head. You know, it was just, and it was just a, a... you know, a little touch, but anyway. Well, I I take mine, um, I put mine on as soon as I get out of the truck. So mm-hmm. I, I get out of the truck, I go to the back, I put my helmet on, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I forget to take it off when I get into the truck. So and I we sit down in the silly, truck. Don't we? Well, I sit down mm-hmm. in the truck and I take it off then and throw it in the back. But mm-hmm. I like it's it's like 9.5 times out of 10 I will have mm-hmm. a helmet on my head so yeah, yeah. anyway you know Heather's girls are very well spoken and I think that's a testament to their time in 4-H yes for sure and very candid mm-hmm. about their feelings and mm-hmm. their experiences absolutely <laughs> so it's kind of fun to listen to yeah you know before I forget I wanted to say something I forgot in our last episode well it wasn't our last episode it was a couple of episodes ago with Jacqueline C's experience in the Trainers Challenge in Chilliwack and she made the decision to mount up on her green horse uh, with a helmet she talked about the fact that she'd made this decision to wear the helmet and it sounded like it was a really difficult decision for her like Mm -hmm. she just she didn't want to do it but she thought you know she should and uh, she made it quite clear that she was going to be wearing helmets from now on. And, and she was supported by the audience. And Hugh remarked that Cade Mills wears a helmet now. And he's oh, yes. won a few trainers challenges. Mm-hmm. 
so it was kind of funny in her next session she didn't wear a helmet and I, I did notice that and she remarked right to the audience she says you know you'll notice I didn't have a helmet on and it's just simply because I forgot to put it on yeah so it's she, a habit yeah so she wore her helmet in the final competition though and I'm, I'm really proud of her for making that decision because she's obviously in a role model uh, position for young trainers mm-hmm. so I don't I know if I ever great. told you the story about my brother and his helmets and gives in California what no yeah. so you know speaking of of habits yes. because you have to wear a helmet up here with your motorcycle oh he's so a, he yeah, was, right he's he a was bike rider in, yeah mm-hmm. he's a bike rider yeah, a lot of there's a lot of um good similarities between riding there, a bike and riding a horse there are mm-hmm. yes yeah mounting mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so he was in the habit of putting on his helmet mm-hmm. and his helmet was always there on his bike could nowhere else to put it mm-hmm. and he was just going a few miles down the road to the store so he thought i that's the kind of time he wouldn't put his helmet on. Uh, he 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 went for a few little rides down to the store, right, without yeah. a helmet. Just you know, nice to feel the wind blowing through your hair. Yeah. A lot of freedom, right? Yeah. But that day, he just he automatically put it on just because it was habit. Mm-hmm. And then he was he was even going to take it off, and he went, eh, pff, whatever. <laughs> it's right? on now. So he took off down the road. Well, didn't he get run down? Get get run off the road by another vehicle, and oh, he got no. into the gravel beside the the sidewalk. The worst place. Yeah. And he ended up what they call high siding. So high siding is when the via, the motorcycle starts to go one way and mm. then slams back the other way. Oh my gosh! And he uh, he ended up like slamming into the sidewalk with his head. Wow! Right? Wow! And he said, "I, I just I simply <clears throat> wouldn't be here today." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was just because it was habit to right. put it on. Oh man! So, well, it's a good habit. I gotta say, it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, Diana, we've talked before about the great exclusive content we have in the form of interviews with all manner of Olympians and other high-profile athletes, trainers, veterinarians, many other experts in the equine industry, and actors and actresses, too. Yeah. Uh, Lots of inspirational content in there. Do you remember Mm -hmm. when we did the uh, interview with the two guys from The Amazing Race? (laughs) Do you remember that? That was so you fun. You know, that's funny. I'd forgotten yeah. that one. And the other Judd one was... Judd McCoy. Is that what their name was? Yeah. And then who's the other one? The the tracker. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh. No, right? don't, don't embarrass me because I can't remember his name and that's oh. really bad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look oh, it yeah. up. Anyway. anyway, lots of good content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what I love, actually, is that I can go and look up a topic and review some of the information whenever I want to. On the episode guide. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, I found that really handy. Yeah. And, you know, since this episode is kind of uh, um, an episode about wearing helmets, we should mention that we covered the trials and tribulations of dressage rider Courtney King Dye when she suffered a head injury. And you can hear about her story overcoming the early stages of this trauma starting in episode 82 and going through to about episode 96. And if you're interested in hearing those sooner rather than later, let us know. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, the interviews are great for anyone, but when you're traveling in the vehicle, Mm -hmm. you're just going somewhere, anywhere, like Mm -hmm. we always are working in the country and traveling from place to place with our horses. Yeah. It works really well. Well, you know, if you're a recovering athlete, like you've hurt yourself and you're kind of grounded because, you know, or how about this one that I found myself in this position lots of times. You've had a new baby and you can't get right back to riding. So you want to fill that time with, you know, 
listening to uh, information. And that, that doesn't take long to get back in the saddle after you have it, a It doesn't child. take long, but it seems like forever when you're <laughs> a young mother. I'll tell uh, you. Okay. You only did it once. I did it four times. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So uh, when listeners discover our podcast, they seem to like to listen to every episode from the very first to the most recent episode. And now people are asking, well, where's the earliest episodes? What have happened yeah, to those? Yeah, yeah. So you can find them by going to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash inclined and look for products in the about section and you'll find the links to all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. And remember, uh, when you uh, do a monthly subscription for the uh, exclusive equine content, the subscription rate is low at the moment, but it'll continue to rise as more uh, information is added. So I wouldn't wait to lock in this subscription at, at a low rate. Mm-hmm. So just go to facebook.com slash inclined and look for our products in the about section and you'll find a way to get there. So Diana, uh, you pointed something out to me today, and I was really sad. It was some really off-putting news. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw it on, so I actually went to uh, wish someone happy birthday. And you went to wish someone happy <laughs> yeah. birthday. And found it in their feed, mm. right? So in a closure of the equine science program at Olds College. Mm. That's so bad. So Olds College is really close. I mean, you know, I suppose close enough to us. It's it's Olds, Alberta. So mm-hmm. it's in the same province as us. And, but it's it's a really yeah. good program. Been it's going on for a long running. time. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people who come out of that program, they start their own uh, breeding operation or their own boarding operation mm-hmm. or training mm-hmm. and and they often depend on people coming through that program as well mm-hmm. as their new um their new employees yes. you know to help around the place so mm-hmm. i don't know we saw a ctv news story and the person they interviewed said that she actually experienced a really good um trip to europe yeah and she worked had, for a while she in spent yeah, some her, time and, her and the other student that she was working with Mm-hmm. I guess someone actually came to buy stock mm-hmm. and that had been bred and trained there. Right. And I think bred, trained for sure. Yeah. And they were showing the horses off, mm-hmm. the two of them. Showing them what they could do. Yeah. And so they not only bought the horses, but they took them back yeah. with them too. That's a <laughs> to really yeah. serendipitous experience. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been a few years ago. But nonetheless, yeah. it's been a long running program and a good source of, of really good trained help. Yeah. I don't think problems. that people understand the impact of these programs um you know they think ah oh, horse industry not a big deal right i mean unless you're really involved in it and you mm-hmm. know how important horses are um it's, it's just really frustrating to just hear another that. blow to the equine industry exactly mm-hmm. i'm really upset about it anyway mm-hmm. well we'll see what transpires now they're saying it's not gone forever <laughs> they're just reevaluating, and yeah. i'm thinking mm. Mm. you it's it's called I the brain like... drain because you lose the people that were teaching the course yes. in the meantime they yes. move on elsewhere yeah. then you have to find something yeah anyway it's frustrating moving on mm. uh. well anyway when we're not lamenting about stuff like that or maybe <laughs> maybe when we want to lament about stuff mm-hmm. like that um, and when we're not all too busy with our horses we like to interact in the equine companion podcast group yes and and you know you and i mm-hmm. create a personalized welcome video for each new member yes we do <laughs> <laughs> and we generally do that when we get together to record the new episode each week like now yeah mm-hmm. and uh 
We can do that way more easily now because I have a brand new MacBook Pro. Right. It did make a difference last week. It was a real time saver. Oh, it's been a time saver Mm -hmm. in so many ways. My my old (laughs) laptop was terribly clunky and Mm -hmm. it was it was chewing up my time. So yeah, anyway, depending on when you make your join request, you might have to wait a little for us to get together. Although I I do try to get the episode out each Friday, so we generally get together to record any time from Monday to Thursday. But don't wait to hit the join button, because yes. otherwise you'll wind up <laughs> having to wait longer than Yeah, normal. hit that join button. It would be great to see even more people engaging in the conversation on our group page. Yeah, too. and posting mm-hmm. awesome pictures. and Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, they'll get to, as a matter of fact, if people join, they'll get to see the pictures you took of the horses, uh, camels. Uh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that were in the nativity. They're pretty darn cute. Yeah, especially they Especially the kids. Yeah, they were. Mm. So when you join as a member, please remember to answer the three questions when going through the join process. It really helps us. Right. And how do they find the group? Well, to join the group, go to the page at facebook.com slash equinelyinclined and click on visit group located at the top right of the page on desktop. And you can't really miss it on mobile. It's right there. <laughs> it's like right there. Yeah. yeah. So answer the questions, please, and we'll see you on the inside. Yes. And if people aren't on Facebook, please just let us know what your favorite social media platform is. You can reach us by email at podcast at com. Hey, did you know that when you like our page, you'll hear (laughs) your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode? Yes. So while you're at the page, click the like button and we'll welcome you here in the next episode. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, right now, we'd actually like to give a big welcome to... Lanita from Edson. Yay! And Jake from Australia. And Miranda from Macklin, Saskatchewan. And Norma from Edmonton, Alberta. Very yeah. handy. Wow, Jake from Australia. Yeah. Cool. That's that's Jake Crudenier. <gasps> of course, Jake. I'm but sure he's living here right yeah. now, isn't he? That's kind of cheating. He is from Australia, though. Well, he better get his friends <laughs> from Australia to, you know, like us, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway, you know, Diana, for the next episode, uh, we've been trying to figure this one out. Uh, We're both really busy, but we're both going to be away for two weeks right in the middle of January. Mm -hmm. Very rare, very rare. And (laughs) You finally uh, convinced me to go someplace warm with you. Yes. So I would like to get one more episode out before Christmas, kind of like on TV. It'll be a season finale. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, then I think think we're going to have to join the ranks of all those TV series that come back and see six weeks with new episodes because that's basically what it's going to be so stay tuned for another episode next friday we will do our best to get that done right and hey you know have did we by any chance say what we would like for christmas this episode no yeah well i'm thinking you know you showed me the unbelts yes and we never talked about that no those are pretty cool yeah so we'll have to we'll have to uh, oh i've asked for one of those for christmas too (laughs) yeah so anyway you know if you're missing perfect for riding yeah i would Mm. say so if you well we'll see if they're perfect i don't know we'll see if i get one so okay (laughs) if if you're missing us and looking for something to do before the end of january go to the about section on the facebook page and check out the products and you'll find the links to the podcast feed which is free the episode guide also free and our exclusive equine content archive which is available by subscription for a low monthly fee Mm -hmm. and if you're one of those horse crazy people or if you know a horse crazy person who doesn't know how to fill that horseless void let us know 
We want to help. And please find someone new to introduce to the world of horses. Yes, always. Mm-hmm. So until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider. And Diana Belvar. And give your horses big hugs for us.